Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. Um, we've managed to do... This is dangerous to speak, by the way, but I'm going to say it anyway. We've managed to do two podcasts, two weeks on the trot. Mm. This, this is dangerous. It could be habit-forming. We need to watch out. It's a trap. I, I just came to this slight by mistake. It's been so long. I just, like, you know, <laughs> we don't even the wrong hotline. I was trying to get hold of the Samaritans, and I ended up on the Empty Spiral <laughs> podcast. I'm like, what the bit, fuck is this? You're a bit worried. I mean, if you said I was trying to order pizza or something, then I'd have been <laughs> yeah. comfortable. But the idea, <laughs> I mean, uh, no offense to anybody, but the last thing you want to do is mistake us for the Samaritans. Um, <laughs> Especially on a Friday night when everyone's been down a pub. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Uh, that could get dangerous. Anyway, how are you, Russell? How are you? It's been a while. I'm good. I'm good. It's been busy. It's been hectic, but um, exceptionally glad to uh, make it back and catch up with you guys. So uh, it's been too long. It has indeed. We, we, we must not let this happen again. Um, and let's not forget Mike. Mike, how are you? It's been a while since I've spoken to you. Yeah, all, all of a week, I think, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> No, it's it's been good. It's been it's been very busy, uh, but I did see Metallica last week, which was very good. Yeah, we saw that all over Facebook. In fact, didn't didn't you see them as well, Russ? You saw them recently. I did. I saw them for the two nights in London. It was. Um, I think Mike agreed. I think it's the best time that I've seen them since well yeah, forever. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they're on like top form, and the stage show is like the nuts. So incredible. Yeah. I, I am slightly jealous. Um, I can't. I can't tell you why I didn't try, even try to get tickets. I could argue it was ignorance. I could argue it was apathy. Um, it was probably a little bit of both or possibly even a bit of just kind of stupidity on my part. But I didn't even try. And then when I saw your posts and pictures from Instagram and so forth, I immediately felt jealous. So, But I am glad that you both had a really good time at the shows. And, uh, yeah, I can imagine just how good the uh, the show would be from those guys. They... they they never really disappoint, but if you tell telling me that this is the, the best you've seen, then that's got to be something exceptional. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. This week on the show, we've got an interview with a fellow fan, uh, Anita, who hails from Italy but is living in London, uh, discovered Lacuna Coil, uh, become a singer, and uh, tells us all about her experience seeing the band for the first time, as well as a few funny stories involving Marilyn Manson. So uh, let's check that interview out just now. Right, okay, well, this evening on the podcast, we have Anita, fellow fan, who's joined us for a little bit of an interview this evening. Hello, Anita, how are you? Hello, I'm good, how are you? I am very I'm fine. I'm very happy. I'm a little bit drunk, actually. So. <laughs> I wish I was drunk as well. well <laughs> it's, very... it's a Friday night. I mean, you've got no excuses. Yeah, I'll probably be drunk tomorrow. I need to take a, a little break tonight, actually. <laughs> so can you tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself? Um... Well, my name is Anita, and um, I live in London. I moved to London a couple of years ago okay. uh, for singing, and um, and I'm a Kunakoi fan since I was, uh, let's say, 13, 14 years old. I'm 26 now, right, so okay. it was about 12 years ago, yeah. Wow, that's a long time. Mm, yeah. So, so you said you, you moved to London for singing? So yeah. So are you a professional singer or, or something Yeah. Else? Basically, when I was back to Italy, before I moved, um, 
I was singing, uh, I was teaching singing as well. And then I moved to London for three months just to check out the, the music scene around here and if it was cool, if it was worth it to, to move. And then, and then, yeah, I moved and like, I still work part-time in a pub in Camden Town. Okay. I did many other jobs because like, life in London is very expensive. So I can't really like, <clears throat> live just on the singing right now. But artistically, is a I think it's the best place I should be right now. So, so yeah, sure. I'm a professional singer. I've done a lot of singing, a lot of genres. I like a lot of genres and uh, yeah, a lot of gigs. So how would you describe your singing style then, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, a mixture of a lot of stuff because, um, well, it all started when, um, well, I've been listening to Queen since I was 11. Okay. And so I'd say Freddie Mercury is my probably my bigger inspiration, maybe influence as well. But so I like rock, I like hard rock, I like singing jazz and blues as well, and I have a big passion for gothic metal as well. So singing, so like I like play with sounds and making a lot of different voices. So I think I'm a I mix a lot of things. It sounds messy, but I'm a mess. I'm a mess, so it's all right. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds many, but I'm a mess, so that's okay. Well, yeah. I, I was going to say eclectic. I was going to say... Yeah, eclectic, real... eclectic. Yeah, that sounds better. That, that's the word we should use. Focus on eclectic and avoid messy. <laughs> Next time, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Thank you. So if we wanted to, to check out, you know, check out your singing, could we do that? Is it, is it available online or do you come and show you at see you as a show? You know, what are our opportunities well, to do that? Well, right now I've got nothing original published. So if you if you go online, you can see me covering uh, or like because uh, mainly now I'm a guest. Uh, I am a guest performer for other bands, and um, to, uh, to mainly cover because I'm I've been working on my solo stuff for the last uh, five months. So you can check me out singing. Uh, Wasp and it's, that's the latest thing I did. I was cool. singing Skid Row and Wasp. Yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's stuff that I've I've always loved doing. But uh, what I'm writing is totally different. So, but uh, whatever is ready, I'm gonna let you guys know because yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. But we'll, we'll get you on. You can do. You can give us a little harmony, a little bit of a breakdown or something. Like that. That'd be cool. No, yeah. okay. Well, I'm afraid not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that was. I mean, it's, that sounds really exciting. I love the idea. You kind of come to London, check out the music scene, and then just stayed here to sing. I think that's yeah. just great. Uh, just, uh, I mean, I, I was born here, so um, I don't have such an exciting romantic um, story to tell about my arrival <laughs> in London. I just, you know, just out I came and here I am kind of thing. Nothing quite so exciting. Life anyway, school, you're still here. Yeah, yeah, I'm still saving up the money to move out, I think. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, as you say, it's really expensive. Uh, so, yeah. um, Lacuna Coil then. How did you get into it? You said you were 13, you said at the time when you... Yeah, I remember I was in secondary school and I've got this big memory of me um, at the... Um, how do you call it in English? Um, at the news uh, at the news agents. Mm -hmm. And um, I was checking out the music session, section and um, and I saw, like, I don't remember which... Probably Revolver or something like that. And I saw, like... The, um, the picture with Christina with her, her amazing uh, boots. I think it was like the one from Kamalais. Okay. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that one. And I was just like, whoa. And also, um, like there was attached with um, with a magazine. It was attached like um, some single city or something. And that's when I checked out Lacuna Coil for the first time. And um, 
And yeah, and I fell totally in love with Christina and her style and her voice. And um, yeah, that's how I was. Uh, and then I think I probably saw uh, some stuff on Rock TV Italy at the mm-hmm. time, back in time. And yeah, and since then they were really popular and um, totally blown away by Christina's style and her voice. And uh, I think she's one of my biggest inspiration of, of me singing as well. Because like mm, when I was studying, I started, started singing when I was... Uh, 19, 20, okay. and uh, I remember like when I went to my teacher and and I was like, uh, okay, can we sing this? And it was our truth, and he was like, all right, it's a bit like because I was the only student of his like into uh, alternative music, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, and also there's another thing that's pretty funny. I remember um, when I was uh, how old was I? And when I, yeah, when I was 13 years old, I was into role-play games, fantasy uh, online, like... Um, like World of Warcraft uh, or stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. But this one, um, well, basically, Christina was, like, the... Christina's face was the, the face of my character, basically. I was like this... Oh, amazing. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, you're a little virtual Christina running around. Yeah. Yeah, I was 13, 14 at the time. And I remember I was um, I was a human or a vampire. I think I was um, yeah, a human or a vampire. I don't remember. But I, I, was, um, I was a good character. I wasn't a bad person. Yeah, yeah. And I remember there was this picture of Christina with long black hair and pale face. And I was just like, all right, this is going to be the picture. I want to I be her, you know. It was my 14, 13, 14 years old. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Of course, so they they had some of their music. I think they had Swamped on Vampire the Masquerade, which I don't think was online. Well, maybe it was online actually, but it was a, a vampire game, and you could. I remember I, I started. Oh, really? Playing, yeah, you started off in your bedroom, and there was a picture of Coma Lies on the wall, and you no could walk, in, walk into a nightclub, and they were playing Swamped. Yeah, no, I, I shit you not. That's what was in the game. It was really cool. I only played cool. it just to get to that bit. So I go, look, I'm in a virtual <laughs> club, and look who the cool is playing. So that's so much of a nerd I am. That's really cool. I love the fact that he's like, I want to Fair enough. My, have my little Christina running around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. I, I also like the fact that, because you, you, you're Italian, right? Yeah. So uh, you come to London and then you discover Lacuna Coil. Oh, no, but like, um, actually, when I, I, I moved to London just a couple of years ago. So okay, okay. I, I, I was in Italy when all of that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whereabouts did Italy do you come from? Um, about 40 minutes from Milan. I, I come from between Bergamo and Milano, basically. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I know Bergamo and I know Milan. Okay. Very good. Uh, maybe you heard of Crema, Cream, whatever. I think I might have been through there on a train or something. Yeah, you probably did. You probably did. <laughs> that's okay. That's where I'm from. A bit boring, but nice. I, I haven't been to Italy a number of times. There's nothing about that part of the world which is boring, so. So, all right we're, we're big fans of italy so you can't tell us that place is boring i love it just just everything about it's fantastic okay so, then make sure you visit crema next time all right I mean, okay. crema is nice okay well you you have when you're there invite us over and we'll come out and do stuff there okay go. sure there we go well, we <laughs> so have you seen them live the coup de call yeah i saw them live very late actually because for some strange reason um I didn't. I wasn't really into going to gigs when I was a teenager. I I, I thought it was something like not unreachable, but maybe I don't know. Maybe because of my family or uh, I don't know what. 
<laughs> but I didn't used to go to gigs that often. And it's crazy if I think that the first time I saw Lacuna Coil, it was in Belgium <laughs> when I was 23. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just three years ago. And I don't know why. It's just one of those, I, I don't know. Fair enough. And have you, what do you remember of the show when you saw him in Belgium? Uh, well, I, I was pretty lucky because uh, I was on the backstage that day. Um, cause I like, um, I, I was with um, friends and people who know them okay. and, uh, and that's where I met them for the very first time. And, um, and I don't, it, I don't know. It just felt unreal when I was there. <laughs> it was, it, it, it was, it was awesome. Um, it was strange because I wasn't part of the crowd, but I was on the, on, you know, when you want to be in the crowd, but at the same time, you know, that you are on the side and you're like closer to them. Because yep. it was a big, quite a big festival, yep. and so you know, like the stage is always very far. Even if, even if you are at the front, they all look so tiny. But being there on stage next to them with all the crew, it was—I don't know—it just didn't feel real. Uh, it was crazy. It's a crazy experience being on the side of the stage. I know exactly what you feel because you do yeah. get that, that sense of being in a special place. But I usually find that the sound is so shit there because the speakers are all um, facing out. And I, I always get these kind of sense of only, I'm only hearing half the vocals or everything's really bassy or something, depending that's on where true. you are. That's true. That's <laughs> true. But I was so excited. And that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really care. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, that the sound was probably shit. I, I just don't really remember much about it. <laughs> Fair enough. And you managed to meet the band that day as well. Yeah, yeah. I remember we all went to the backstage afterwards, and uh, it was the first time for me, or maybe the, it probably was the first or the second time in my life that I managed to, to be in a, in a backstage like in a, on a, on a big, for, for big things with, I mean. It was a very big thing to me for being there uh, yeah, with sure. Nakoya. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I met. Oh, I met all of them. Oh, Orion was already was already mm -hmm. coming for them actually, but I met all of them, and it was weird that we were all there together because then we spent the rest of the evening. Because um, Marilyn Manson was headliner at the yep. festival that night, and I remember then um, me and. Um, well, people I was with and, and Marcone, uh, sorry, we call him Marcone, Marco, lucky. We all went like an undercover, you know, like among the crowd, watching the Marilyn Manson uh, show all together after after the Lacuna Coil gig. And uh, it was it was nice spending time together as normal people, you know, you wanna, like friends. Do, do you want to know something? Yeah. I was, I was at that festival. Oh, were you? Yeah, okay. I, think, I think we missed each other. Um, probably, yeah, we probably prob did. Because um, I, I couldn't be bothered to go and see Marilyn Manson. <laughs> so <I> was, <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I remember, I remember Mackie going off to see Marilyn Manson and I just sort of sat. Yeah, actually, area. we spent a lot of time drinking. Like, we were just walking around. Yep. I, a couple of people recognized him, I remember. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it was fun. I remember, like, um, the time, well, like, when Lacuna Coy was playing, um, I was sitting on Marilyn Manson's cases, like on the backstage, uh, on the back, yeah, yeah, on the, on the back of the of the stage, and um, I don't know, I felt pretty um, alternative. Oh, yeah, oh shit, I, I'm sorry, I I just it's really okay. couldn't explain this, but um, but yeah, I mean, I was excited about the thing about seeing Marilyn Manson for the for the very first time because I never saw him before. I, I couldn't. 
I was and couldn't be bothered at the same time as well. But I thought it was cool to check it out. You know? No, so. that's, uh, there's a funny story. I don't know if I, sh- I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but I, I, it's probably worth sharing it again now. Firstly, if you if you're interested, and I'm not suggesting you need to be. On the podcast, there's a kind of a tour report I did of that show because it was then that we, I was on the, I did a little trip on the tour bus with them, so you can get a, a full this is behind the the scenes kind of thing. And I also interviewed them backstage at that time, but that's not the story I wanted to share. Um, okay. When Marilyn Manson came out to play, the, the backstage area, which was a building, you may remember. I know. And I they, know. they 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 pulled everybody out, didn't they? Everybody. I know. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but I didn't. I I I, I wasn't sure if if they would be cool saying that or not. Yeah, and then like I think he got from the backstage to the stage by car, and so it then was about a hundred feet. And we were like, you yes, crazy bastard. yes. And then when he finished, I saw him walking with two girls, like sort of oh, two girls or two men. I don't remember, but he just walked back. Yes. Like no car, nothing. Just walked back after he kicked everybody's out. I said. Oh, everybody now needs to say in or out. Yeah. Man, I was like, it's hilarious. Yeah, we got shoved out. I remember standing there and watching him drive about three times the length of my garden. <laughs> was like, yeah, man. <laughs> I was like, what? Can you? What is it? Your legs broken or something? We yeah, just, exactly. And, and everybody was kind of slow clapping him as he went past. All the battle, the crew, and like, you're just such an idiot. And we just thought, it was yeah, idiot. <laughs> yes, idiot. Oh yeah, so yeah, I remember that very well. Oh well, I, there we go. We missed each other, but we yeah, we did. Time. There we go. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, coming back to the music for a moment, do you have a favourite song of Lacuna Coil? For me, it's be hard to say what means really favourite because, like, some songs mean a lot, but others I like them a lot because I like singing them. Okay. I like to sing them. So it's be, but one of the. Um, a song that is kind of both for me is um is from Reveries. It's really old. It's I mean it's, I think it's from nineteen ninety nine or something like that. Yep. And um it's uh, f- uh I think it's falling again. Um and I heard that song because it was part of a compilation that I found somewhere called the Goth Metal Ballads when I was eighteen, nineteen. Okay. And when I heard it and I was like, Wow. And um and yeah, and it's beautiful. I mean, I think the, the I mean, at the time, uh, the words meant a lot to me. And plus, it's a really good song. I mean, I really enjoy when I when I try to sing it when I sing it. So I think that was one of my best, one of my favorites. Yeah. Mm, good that choice. One. We're a big fan of Falling and Falling Again here. So good choice. We like that. <laughs> so have you cool. have you seen them sort of again recently or or is it the only time you saw them? Yeah, no, I saw them in Belgium. Then I saw them again in Milan the same year uh, at the at, at Trezzo, Trezzo Sull'Adda. Okay. Uh, for like a Christmas concert, I think, yeah. Then I saw them, oh, then I saw them at the Coco in London last year in November. Yeah. And then they, we all hang out together. Yeah, that's when we met for the first time. I think, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's when we met, actually. And then I'm going to go and see them in January at the Ambersmith. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Then I I, it's going to be awesome. Man. It's going to be a great show. We'll meet yeah. Make sure we all, all manage to catch up on that day. Cool. Yeah, well, totally. Well, we're kind of bringing this interview to a close now. Thank you so much for joining us. But I've got one more oh, question. Thank you. We yeah. ask everybody that comes on. Uh, it's a bit of a tricky question, but I hope you don't mind. It's, and it's simply this. Uh, what does being a Lacuna Core fan mean to you, Anita? Uh, 
What does it mean to you? Oh, it's a very hard question, actually. Um, <laughs> as an Italian, I think um, it makes me really proud as an Italian person, as an Italian fan. Um, um, I'm just very, I just feel very supported. I don't know. I don't, I, I, it's a very tricky question. Sorry. Uh, I, I think it just makes me happy. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't know anything else. Um, I think that's um, cool. I, I think making you happy is a really honest answer and it's a good thing for any fan of a band to be. Yeah, so, yeah. I think there is no other band like that I have the same feelings about because some some bands or some musicians make us feel I don't know good or um, or remind us of, of something. But uh, I've got like in the years I've got very different feelings and uh, and memories about like Lacuna Coil. But like when I was 13, 14, I, I felt I felt them so far from me, and then I met them and it, 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 I don't know it's cool. Um, it's cool <laughs> yeah it just makes me happy yeah well, that, that's I, how i would describe it yeah i think that's a great answer it makes you happy there you go yeah Fantastic. is there anything more you want to add before we, we draw our interview to a close mm, i think i've said enough maybe maybe even too much actually i'm sorry <laughs> no, i talk a lot <laughs> it's fine you're in good company oh, I, just, I just want to say thank you anyway for, for this because it was very welcome. nice to chat with you so yeah more than welcome. I look forward to catching up with you in London in January. Yeah, me too. Me too. Can't wait. Let's make it happen. Okay. Brilliant. Thank yeah. you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you again to Anita for joining us on the podcast. And we have something a bit new this week, which we've never tried this before. So this could go horribly wrong. But we thought, well, since there's three of us together, why don't we do one of our death matches? And uh, that doesn't involve us punching each other. Uh, uh, for those of you who've not listened to our death matches before. Oh, no, this is a, a song death match. So this is where two of us defend one song and attack another song. And then the third person gives their verdict as to which of us has defended our own song and attacked the other song uh, enough to be considered a winner. Uh, we typically compare two songs that are possibly similar or maybe they're two opening songs or two ballads or something like that. Uh, but, well, today we kind of struggled with this. Um, and we decided, it's Russ's idea, so it's all his fault if this goes wrong. Uh, to yeah, come you're on... glad I came back. Aren't I'm so glad, on yeah, you. you came back for this one. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Uh, after Mike and I agreed that we would be the people defending and, and attacking songs, i.e. in the ring, in the death match, Russ said, I know, let's come up with a blind one <laughs> where I just come up with two random songs and you have to defend them. So this is a bit like the worst aspects of the Lacuna Call Empty Spiral quiz, which we never got right. <laughs> and, and the death match kind of rolled into one horrific clusterfuck. Um, so I've no, no pressure, gentlemen. I've no, no idea no how pressure. this is going to go, uh, but, but we'll give it a go, I suppose. So, Russell, you are the adjudicator. 
Uh, although I feel that you're a little bit like that Caesar. That sounds very formal. It's like being back at work. <laughs> it, it feels to me like you're, you're more like kind of Caesar looking down into the gladiatorial arena <laughs> right now. Still my thoughts. I'm down. And um, you're, you're going to give us a couple of songs that we've got to... I am. Okay, go I on. I am. So, Bear in mind that the pair of you have no idea what songs I'm about to throw on no, you, so no, this is going to be completely blind, and we're going to see how it goes. Is, so, are, um, you, are you doing it randomly, or are you just really picking nasty songs for us? No, 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 it's very random. Um, but just to spice things up, we're going to call this the uh, songs, Song Deathmatch Christina solo round. Mm. So your songs that I've picked for you, Mike will be going with a Cold Heritage from Unleashed Memories. And Matt gets cyber sleep. So there you go. Cyber sleep versus cold heritage. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> you ready? How does it go again? Yeah, you need to hum it to us. Come on. Ali's got yeah, yeah, going yeah. On. <laughs> there will be no humming. So we should have kept Anita really. She's the singer. She could have, you know, given yeah, you a hum. Yeah, that's rendition. true, actually. I need to come back. We need so, you to uh, sing these songs to us. Um, we don't even get time to go away and uh, listen to the song. No. So, so in my head, I'm going. Well, bearing in mind this is a Lacuna Coil podcast, and you you're both members of the and founder of the Lacuna Coil fan club. You'd like to think you'd have a rough idea of semblance of how the songs go. I mean, I know who they are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Lacuna Coil is a band from Italy. They yeah, are female fronted. And have gothic rock tendencies. That's all we know, really. That's, I mean, I, I'm, that's all I'm, we know. I'm just a facilitator. Yeah, it's 20 really... years, and that's as far as we got. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> right, okay. So um, you've got some questions for us, haven't you? I this do. This is really tough. I do. So, you know, as I, I, mean, say, I, so... I just, I, what I want to say is I, we could just pause the <laughs> podcast, we go and listen, listen to it and come back and no one would know, but you're not going to let us no. do that, are you? No. Oh, no. shit. So, okay, right. Let's see how this goes. So, okay. So Mike, Cold Heritage, and Matt, Cybersleep. So question one, and we'll start off with Mike with Cold Heritage from Unleashed Memories. Bear in mind, it's the elder of the two songs. What makes your song a great song? Go. Well, what makes Cold Heritage a cold song? A good song? <laughs> He doesn't, song. Song. <laughs> he doesn't even know the name of the song. He doesn't even know the name of the song. It's not sun. It's not warm. It's cold. See, that's, it's cold. That, that, that's sick. Um, yeah, well, my, my faux pas, it, it's that old. It's not cold. It's that it's old and cold. <laughs> so what makes it a great song is it's from one, in my opinion, one of the best albums that we've ever recorded. I think that the song is a gem that needs to be played live more often. Whether we will ever see it played live again, possibly at the London show coming up, I, I don't know, but it's one of those songs that you don't really um, forget about because it is that good. Boom. That was rubbish. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> got his best line. It's a great song he's because it's on a best. great album and it's going to be played live maybe or perhaps not. And I want to see. Well, it. we'll, we'll soon see. All right, yeah. okay. Random trivia for anyone who wants to check out Cold Heritage from the last time it was played live. There is a video on the Empty Spiral YouTube channel mm -hmm. filmed live in Gloucester, if I recall, Matt. Mm -hmm. Yep. Front, so, um, front yeah, and centre. Yeah, I remember that okay. one. So over to Matt with <laughs> Cyber Sleep. What makes Cybersleep a great song? Well, it's it's on a really good album, and uh, I'd really like, really like to see it. Live. <laughs> so, what makes Cybersleep a great song? Well, actually, 
When when I remember when I reviewed this, I said it it, it almost isn't a Lacuna Core song. Um, so it feels a bit hypocrisy saying that this is a, what makes it a great song because it because of what I said back then. But it, it is a great song, and here's why: it it has a theme about it which makes it unique amongst the Kunakor songs. Okay, uh, when Matt Marco was recording it, he said he was heavily influenced by the idea of a James Bond theme, and that comes through really, really strongly. Uh, it, there's an epic sound to Cybersleep. It, with the, from that beautiful leading, and then that when the, the kind of the bass hits, and then you've got Christina's soaring vocals as she sings the chorus. It's just, it's just such a, a great package of a song. Um, I, I think that it's one of those songs that even if you're not a Lacuna Core fan, you don't, you're going to enjoy this song, okay? And I can say that with, with some credibility because I remember playing this to a friend of mine who's not into that kind of music. And he went out and bought Broken Crown Halo just on the back of that song. And actually ended up liking a lot of the other songs on that album. But that was the thing that drew him into Lacuna Coil. Um, that one song, Cybersleep. Really epic. Uh, anybody that listens to it will tell you it should be on a, it feels like it should be on a, a, a soundtrack to a movie. Uh, Christina sings it so well, both on the album and on those occasions when we're lucky enough to hear it live. Uh, musically, I think it hangs together very, very well. The lyrics are really current. You know, it's it's about losing yourself in the virtual world and how you can lose touch with reality, which I think is something that we're all in danger of if we're not careful. So it feels relevant. And yeah, at the same time, it's got that majestic feeling about it. Not your normal Lacuna Car song. But that doesn't that doesn't stop it from being a wonderful track, nevertheless. So Cybersleep, great song. Actually one of, if not my favourite song from Broken Crown Halo. So great, great song. Boom. Strong answer. Okay. Moving on to question two or round two of the deathmatch, which goes back to Mike. Why, in your opinion, is Cold Heritage a better song than Cybersleep, if indeed at all? Um, I would say probably better because it is a bona fide lacuna call song off a brilliant album compared to the standalone nature of cyber sleep that isn't it's not almost it's not throwaway song but it's not a lacuna call song as we previously discussed it's it can be a standalone song that you could use on a soundtrack and that's what's make that's what makes cyber sleep unique in its own way but I think Cold Heritage is better for that respect because it blends well with the rest of the album that it's on. Okay, interesting. Over to Matt. With why, in your opinion, is Cybersleep a better song, if at all, than Cold Heritage? Oh, I don't know. This is really hard. I love Cold Heritage. Um, <laughs> yeah, <it is> too <laughs> hard. Bastard. I hate you, Taylor. Um, <laughs> so, um, why is Cybersleep a better song than Cold Heritage? Ah. Uh, Cold Heritage is a bit boring, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah me meandering. Really yeah, it's a bit, it's a, it's a nice ballad, but it, it doesn't have that majesty about it, does it? You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's got some, obviously, as you said before, it's on a great album, Unleashed Memories, What's Not to Love. Um, but it kind of gets lost in it a little bit, don't you think? I feel that Cold Heritage gets lost in amongst the other tracks. And it's, it's, it's not an exciting song. I mean, it's a beautiful song, don't get me wrong, but it, it's not exciting. It doesn't get the, the blood pumping, but Cybersleep does. Cybersleep, when you hear that song, 
it's fulfilling gives you full of energy it's not a rock song and it is that kind of has a ballad feel about it but it's a very uplifting song i'm not sure the code heritage does that and that's why i think the cyber sleep's just got the edge uh, and it, it's it's one of those songs that can lift you up whereas cold heritage doesn't quite do that so there you go that's why i think cyber sleep is the the best song <laughs> that's my answer i'm sticking to it <laughs> Tough, strong <laughs> argument. Okay, which takes us on to round three and going back to something you've both just touched on, which goes back to Mike. So, in your opinion, is Cold Heritage a stronger song than Cybersleep in the context of the album in which it is taken from? Tough question. Tough question. I was, I, I, I don't know really. Uh, what do I say? I, I think that it, for, for where it is on the album, it works for the second half of Unleashed Memories clo closing off, and it it works really well in the song order that it's in. Um, I am struggling a bit with Cold Heritage for for various reasons, but uh, what do I say? Uh, vocally, it's very good. It's, this was the first album I ever heard of Lacuna Cole, so it's special to me. And I do think that it it is one of these albums that maybe, well, they, they could play from start to finish like they have with Karma Code um, in the past. Um, I, don't, I don't really know what else to say, really. <laughs> no, that's fair enough, which takes us back over to Matt. And in your opinion, is Cyber Sleep... A stronger song than Cold Heritage in the context of the album from which it's taken. <laughs> I.e., does Cyber Sleep fit better in the context of Broken Crown Halo than Cold Heritage does within Unleashed Memories? No. Just think you've discussed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally standalone song. It's, it's, no, okay, so um, it is very different from every song on that album. Okay, it, so it, it, contextually, it's hard to. It's hard, you know, in honesty, it's hard to find a place for cyber sleep on Broken Crown Halo. Um, I, I think, I, I think that it's in a good position insofar that it's about halfway through the album. Uh, it's just after, is it just after I forgive? It isn't that I forgive, but I won't uh, forget your name. And then it's before, is it infection or I burn in you? I think it's infection, it's in front of, so it's about. It's, it's, I know it's a seventh. It's a, it's a seventh album on the uh, seventh track on the album, because I always remember it being like 007, Because I remember it being the James Bond song, and it's a seventh track on the album. That's how I remember where it is on on, on Broken Crown Halo. So it's in that kind of mid midway place, just over midway. Um, it is not like a lot of any other songs on on Lacuna Core's Broken Crown Halo album, or in fact, any other Lacuna Core song. So it's it's hard to be honest and say it's great in a great position contextually on that album or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, but if I was going to put it on the album, I guess I would put it in that midway place. Maybe if you've got the vinyl, is it the first song on the second side? I think it might be. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it's kind of a as an epic song. It's a great start to the second half of the album. Uh, but I, I think I would need to concede defeat on this for the reasons that I've said before, certainly on this particular point, not necessarily the others. So uh, not a great place on, or not, let me get that out of here. Contextually difficult to place this on Broken Crown Halo, very much a standalone song. Uh, so yeah, it's, it probably doesn't have such a, a, a strong position as say Cold Heritage, which is uh, 
which is in a good place on Unleashed Memory. Okay, which takes us on to the final round. I won't stress Mortal Kombat, but it is the final round, <laughs> which takes us back to Mike, which is, is your song stronger than Cybersleep, musically, lyrically, or both? Um, again, tough question. I think for the time that it came out, it's it's fitting for the the style that they had at the time for where they were as a band, which is completely different from what the the they have developed into for something like Cybersleep. Uh, I I wouldn't say stronger, maybe compared to Cybersleep, they are both unique in their own ways. Christina's vocals, especially if you listen to if you listen to Cold Heritage now and you listen to something like Cybersleep, she is almost like two different people. Her vocals have improved. Not that they needed improving like massively at all, but the the way that she delivers her performance is completely different. And that's very noticeable as time has gone on. Um so uh, I I don't really know. Do I do I say both? Do do I say musically? I don't know. They're completely different different eras of time. So tough question again. Okay, which he passes his back on to Matt. He he ducked that question. Does that mean I win by I know, default? It's like a cop out, isn't it? <laughs> I think I should win on a on a technicality. Okay, so, so what was yeah. the question again, sorry, Russ? So, which takes us over to Cybersleep. In your opinion, Matt, is Cybersleep stronger than Cold Heritage? Musically, lyrically, or both, if at all. Okay, I think I, I think I've got a pretty clear answer to this. I would say that Cybersleep is not stronger than Cold Heritage lyrically. I think. Um, I know that Christina's voice has evolved, and they're very, very different songs. And she sings them. It just shows her range. To be fair, she, she sings them very differently, right? Because they, yeah, yeah. they, they are about very different subjects. It's fair to say. Um, but if I look at the lyrics of Cold Heritage, they're such that they're so beautiful. Um, they're so personal. Um, they're so emotional. That as much as I love the lyrics for for Cybersleep, they don't come close to Cold, to Cold Heritage. Now, I can remember the words, not necessarily word for word, but I can remember the words for Cold Heritage very easily. Uh, I would struggle with all the words for Cybersleep, and I've listened to both of those songs many, many, many times. So lyrically, I would say Cold Heritage gets it. I think musically, though, there is something very special about Cybersleep. I mentioned it before. The con the structure of the song, I think, is really good, and it really shows the maturity in Marco's songwriting. The, the the epic nature of the song, the way it builds up, the the the, the break, the reprise, those things really add to just such a great epic journey that takes you through that song. Um, so I think Cybersleep wins in the song structure and, and the music side of things, but I think Cold Heritage has got it on the emotional, heartfelt lyric side of things. So there you go. That that's my that's my position on it. Boom. So there we have it. So to conclude, the drop of a hat without thinking, if you had to pick one of the two songs, Cybersleep or Cold Heritage, you could only hear one of those songs again. Which one would you pick? Mike? Um Cold Heritage. Boom. Matt? 
current obsession maybe um i would it, that would be a really hard choice okay so the very idea of only being able to listen to one of the kunako song um ever again is a horrific notion to me um but of those two it would be a tough choice but i'll admit i would have to go with a current obsession <laughs> It's not one of the fucking two. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Give it. It's a tough choice, but I would, I would have to go with Cold Heritage. I think. I think it's um, it's it's off the album, which was the point in time I was discovering Lacuna Coil and falling in love with their music. It's got the emotion. I do feel musically, it's not as strong as majestic, as mature, perhaps as um, Cybersleep. But uh, the lyrics went out, and the vocal arrangement in it is just perfection so of the two cold heritage but don't make me make choices like that that's not fair (laughs) (laughs) boom there we go death match over that was really hard it was. <laughs> it was really hard. I thought you did pretty well. Well, I, I think we I think bl- did pretty well. No rehearsal. <laughs> I think we blacked it all right, Mike. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I think I think if we well, we could do it randomly again, but maybe give us a heads up. Oh to... no, no, not having a heads up. Or does it does it work better like that? Oh, well, if, if anybody thinks they can do better, they can come and join us and do this. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah. lay the gauntlet out there. If anybody wants to come on yeah. the podcast and and do a blind death match, then you're welcome to, because that was tough. That was a tough cookie. That that, that was very tough, especially. <laughs> and hats off, hats off to you, Russ, for the uh, the song choices, because um, they, they are both very different, but both very well-liked, aren't they, in, in, in what they are? Yeah, good choice. Right? It must be really tough, you coming up with those questions and watch us struggle for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes, thank you for that. That was that was quite actually quite entertaining, and I hope others yeah. felt the pain that we were going through as we worked our way through both <laughs> of those songs. I can I can sense another one coming on, perhaps at the one nineteen show after after show. We'll get drunk and do another death match and do it live. Yeah, it I could think be eventful. We'll do one nineteen played forward versus one nineteen played backwards or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making that. That's up. a good shout, actually. Maybe if you played one nineteen backwards, it would re- re- reveal the meaning of the song work for Ozzy Osbourne in Suicide Solution oh let's give it a go next week on the podcast we play 119 back on Watch of the Devil right okay so <laughs> <laughs> right I think that brings us on to our review this week um, we are reviewing the penultimate song on the special edition of Lacuna Core's album Delirium called Breakdown. Uh, but before we do that, actually, I think we need to ask Russell what he thinks of Live to Tell, which is what we reviewed last week. We did mention that we would want to get your view because it's, you know, it's a, a very significant song. So, Russ, give us a quick view on what you think of that song. More view on Live to Tell. Yeah. It's quite good, isn't it? There you go. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> um, understated. I thought, no, to be fair, I think you guys covered it really, really well last week um, in my absence. I mean, there's nothing I would really add other than to say I think it, in terms of a cover, I think it's quite spectacular. Um, I think it takes the original song. I think you could recognise the original song um, and enjoy it for that element. 
but also it adds a completely different spin to it. Um, it's got Lacuna Coil's signature sound, and to create that out of what is a, for some people, a very classic, iconic song, um, and make it your own, and I dare say even improve on a great song, is very, very, very difficult to do. But you've got to give you know hats off to to Marco and Christina for being able to capture that on record, and actually you know really reveal the emotion behind the song. And I think if we were ever to be lucky enough to see that song perform live. I think I would take one performance over that over here and enjoy the silence again. And I love enjoy the silence, but I think if they were to do live to tell live, I think it would truly be something special. So yes, in terms of a song, it's a 10 out of 10 smashed it out of the park for me. Wow. Big numbers. Good job, mate. Yeah. You're making me feel guilty for not giving it a 10 out of 10 now and words like that, <laughs> but I know exactly what you mean. Okay. So there you go. The, from all of us on the podcast, we're big fans of live to tell. Right, but that was last week. <laughs> this week, we're reviewing Breakdown, as I say. So, Mike, would you like to start, sir? What do you think of Breakdown? I mean, you have listened yeah. to this one, right? Yeah, briefly, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why is he we're here? Why here? is he we're here? professionals here. Oh, I, 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 was, I was listening to some of it. I... I when I listened to it early, like as I mentioned last week, I wasn't convinced they even had the special edition to which I did find it um, later on. And I, I have listened to Breakdown. And whilst I did like some of it, for me musically going through it, I won't go into the lyrics because I'm not that familiar with the song at all. But musically, it kind of half worked for me and half didn't, if that makes sense to you too, if mm-hmm. you've listened to it more. that I think that whilst there was a lot going on with Christina's vocals, to me, Andy's didn't really sit very well in the song. It, for me, it didn't really work. But you two, I know it sounds like I'm, well, I'm working blind with, with the song completely. But to me, it didn't really work at all. Okay, so what did you like then? You said you you liked some of it. I liked her, but from from what I've listened to it a couple of times, I did like her performance in it. It's just that the way that it flows throughout, Andy's bit to me of how he's singing doesn't really fit very well in the structure of the song. Because it's quite it's, it's growl vocals from Andrea all the way through. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I think that if it was more harmonised rather than him growling, it may have worked better. Oh, interesting. I, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't really know if that would work. To me, it sounds almost like two songs that are spliced together, that they are com- completely different. But in both your opinions it might be the one thing that makes it work better i, I don't really know okay well, that's really interesting because uh yeah i can see how you you, you see that from a mm. perspective of the growl vocals not necessarily working with the structure of christina's vocals okay interesting view mike actually i hadn't really thought of it like that before russell what's your views on breakdown interesting because i'm actually completely 180 in the other direction which is i actually prefer andy's vocals to christina's vocals on this one um breakdown is a funny one for me i think it's it comes across clearly as a bonus track um it almost feels a bit like i don't want to sound too harsh but like almost like a not a throwaway song but it's almost like a, a sort of slightly underdeveloped demo for me in comparison to the rest of the songs on delirium which makes sense why it's tagged on the end mm-hmm. um, i don't think it's anywhere near as strong as live to tell which precedes it i think there are similarities to the rest of the record in terms of 
It's got that really heavily distorted guitar and bass sound. There's something about it in the way that the song's constructed and his vocals aside that reminds me a bit of Shadow Life, which tagging on from that, I would say this is probably, even over and above House of Shame, the heaviest vocal performance from Andrea since Shallow End, from the demo days. And I'm a really big fan of Andy's growl vocals on this. I think that's what adds the strength to the song. I just don't think musically it's quite there to back it up. I just generally find that the vocal line for me is a little bit repetitive, albeit I can see what they were trying to do. It's quite hooky, which reminds me again back to the Shallow Life era in terms mm-hmm. of Christina's singing style with this. It's not a criticism of the song or the way they've structured it. I just think that there's far, far better songs and song structures that they as a band have put together, which Christina has sung in terms of her range. I think she's singing well within her range on this song, and it's not really particularly anything special. Um, so for me, I'm a big fan of Andy's growl vocals just because I really like the darkness and the heaviness of it, and it reminds me of those demo days. But as an overall song, I think it's okay, but would I choose to listen to Breakdown of any Lacoon Coil song? Probably not. If it comes on, I'm not going to skip it, but if someone said to me, you right, go to a Lacuna Coil song, Breakdown is not the one that I would ever choose. Gotcha. Okay. I, I mean, do you know, it's really interesting to hear your, your different views on this song, actually. If nothing more... Um, because of the focuses on the different fo- uh, lyrical styles between Andrea and Christina. And I, I think you're right, Russ, about if you were to move Andrea from the, the vocals completely, it would have a... I see it as a mix between Shallow Life and... The, there's, there's a little bit of influence from Broken Crown Halo in there as well, actually, mm. from Christina's vocals. And I think there's the song... I can see why, and this ties into what you said, Mike, actually, I could easily see a situation where Christina's vocals were laid down and they went, actually, we need to bring Andrea's vocals into this to make it, yeah, to, yeah. to darken it up a bit because otherwise it's a bit too light. So I think in those in that respect, I can see, definitely get a sense that it could easily have been two very, very different styles of songs or um, could have been a very different song had it not been for Andrea and, and, and Russ is right, bringing in his vocals um, has worked for the song. Uh, I I also like his his vocals on this. I think his his growl vocals are very very strong. Whether or not they fit with Christina's vocals is to be debated. Um, but certainly, if you were to take his his vocals in isolation, it makes a, a very good Andrea vocal line. Um, musically, I can see the points you're making. Actually, it is not the strongest song on on the album. It, I can see why it is a bonus track. I do think that it, it has a really interesting intro, and I think that's yeah, the bit yeah. I like. I like the most. In fact, I go so far to say the the intro and the first verse leading up to the the chorus. Everything when sort of Christine is shutting down my mind, no more hurting from everything insane, and then you've got uh, um, Andrea's sort of growling coming in. Um, you know, eradicate, never fails to take its place in line. And then she jumps into the chorus, it's not too late to take it or embrace the pain that breaks it down. That bit. I, I like everything leading up to then. I think it then enters into, gets a little bit repetitive. I think that's what you were saying, Sam Russell. I don't skip this song, um, but I do think of the three songs that are on the bonus version of Delirium, this is the weakest of the three. Yeah. And obviously he's got a it's got a lot to follow after mm. after Live to Tell. Um but I've got a lot of good things to say 
um, to the last song on the album, which we'll come on to next time we record. Uh, but yeah, okay. So uh, interesting thoughts on this. Quite divisive, which is always interesting to hear. Mike, what would you give this rating-wise? Mm, tough. I would... Oh, if Andy wasn't there, maybe a six, but a five I'll go for. But if Christina wasn't there, it's a different song, so it could be a seven. So it's kind of, it, it, it's a huge variant of how it could work, but I'd say a five. Okay. Five out of ten for you, Russ. Yeah, I concur. I'm, I'm indifferent to this one. So it's, it's smack bang in the middle. It's not good. It's not bad. It's mid-range, mm. so it's a five. I, I'm going to give this a six out of ten. I'm a little bit more positive about it than, than both of you. But I do appreciate it's not it's not in everybody's taste. What is interesting, though, guys, this many albums in and this many songs in, have we come across a song where the dual vocals of Lacuna Core haven't worked? Not yet, have we? I don't know, but have we come across mm. one here? Mm, yeah. I don't know. Possibly. It's a bit dangerous. Mm, dangerous yeah. territory, guys. Let's move on quickly. Right away. But it's a bonus truck. <laughs> it's a bonus truck. We're so allowed to say it. <laughs> We're allowed to say Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, okay, uh, well, there you go. That's breakdown for you. Um, if you if you want to argue it, come and join us on the uh, Empty Spiral website and you can argue what you think of breakdown or maybe send us a message and contact us through Twitter or Facebook. But yes, this is the end of another podcast, guys. Uh, two weeks in a row. Okay, one one week for Russ, but it's great to see you back, Russ. Um, really enjoyed the conversation today, even if you made Mike and I's life or mo- Mike, squirm. And Mike, Mike, yeah, <laughs> mate, even if you made Mike and I squirm, yeah, it was a bit tricky. But yes, it's great to get together again. Um, I hope everybody listening enjoyed listening to us crazy people chatting away, giving our, our views on these things and uh, verbally arguing over different songs. <laughs> um, and if you do want to get in contact with us on the podcast, please do so via all the normal channels, whether it's at the Empty Spiral website or on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, you can find all the links on the front of the website. Do send us a message. And if you want to be on the podcast as well, just uh, just drop us a line and you, you know you can you can tell us about your experiences as a lacuna core fan we'd love to hear from you but until then until the next time we three get together like the witches from macbeth um i hope everybody has a great time and uh keep listening to lacuna coil thank you very much everybody cheers everyone ciao a tutti